Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of Simply Teach. I want to start off today's episode with a little bit of a story for you. So during my first year of teaching, I was in another teacher's classroom for a presentation that we had to do in our graduate program. We would go to the different teachers in our program and listen to them present on things going on in their classroom. And I remember being in this one specific teacher's classroom and admiring how organized and cleaned off her desk area was. And so I said something to her afterwards. And when I said that, she kind of looked at me and laughed and she said, oh, you should see the box under my desk. I literally took everything that was out and shoved it into this box before y'all got here. And I know that there are a lot of you listening right now, nodding your head thinking, yep. Do you ever feel like that? Like you just need to take everything that you can see, put it in a box, stow it away in a plastic tub and just deal with that at a later date. I get it. We've all been there, but that mess all has to do with how you prioritize setting up your classroom. In today's episode, we're going to talk about seven common mistakes that I see teachers making when it comes to setting up their classroom and how you can do things just a little bit differently. Also, if you would like to join me in the three-day challenge to getting ready for the first day of school, you can do that by heading to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash first day. It's going to be a three-day challenge that is going to walk you through three different things that you can be doing to get ready for the first day of school. We're going to talk about more in depth about how to set up your classroom. That's what we're going to talk about today, some common mistakes that I see teachers making. But in that challenge, we're going to go in depth even more. And I know you're going to get some really valuable information from that on how to set up your classroom and how to get your school, your classroom ready for the first day of school. But for now, let's move on to the show and talk about some of the things that I see teachers doing that we can do a little bit better. All right, so first up, we're going to start with a big one, because this is probably the biggest and the most common pitfall I see teachers making, especially first-year teachers, and that is starting with decorating. So a lot of times, teachers get so excited about getting into their classroom, and they just start putting things up the wall on the wall, getting the classroom decorated, and I get it. That's the fun part, but I talk about classroom organization in the idea of a cake. You need that base layer, your plate or whatever it is that your cake is sitting on. Then the next tier is going to be your classroom management or not the next tier. The first tier really is going to be the classroom management. That second tier is going to be your classroom organization. And then the third and final tier on your cake, but the fourth layer, you know, you've got your plate and then the other, the two layers, the fourth thing is going to be that decorating. It is important. It's really important that we create classrooms that are welcoming and safe and look good but you've got to have all that other stuff first. So if you are walking into your classroom and you have not spent a second thinking about your management or your routines or how you're going to structure things in your classroom, then you've got to hold off on the decorating and figure that out first because you can decorate as the year goes on. In fact, I recommend that you start off the classroom with a pretty blank slate. You don't need a ton of stuff on the wall. You can add to the walls as the years go on, as the year goes on, (laughs) not years, especially like when you think about a lot of the things that you want to put on the walls of your classroom are going to be anchor charts and things that you do with the kids. 
those charts and whatnot that you can buy from the teacher supply store. Don't waste your money or your time hanging those up. You want stuff that the kids are creating, that the kids are actually know how to use up on the walls. And that is going to be what's going to quote unquote decorate your classroom. The second mistake I see teachers making when it comes to setting up their classroom is bouncing around from item to item. And I know that every single one of you have done this. I've done this. It's when you open up a box and you get this item out, you go put it in the cabinet and then you realize, oh wait, I need to organize this shelf in this cabinet. And then you start organizing that shelf and you find something that belongs in your desk. And next thing you know, you're over at your desk. And then 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, you're finally back at that box that it all started with. That's why all summer I've talked about organizing your packing so that when you unpack, everything is all grouped together. If you didn't get a chance to do that or your classroom, you know, because of coronavirus didn't get packed up in an organized way, that's okay try to set timers because it's amazing how much you can get done when you set a 30 minute timer. And I'm going to focus on this box and this box alone for 30 minutes, what you can get done in that amount of time. The third thing that I see teachers doing when it comes to setting up their classroom is forgetting about some really important things. I already mentioned them briefly, but classroom management and your routines. How many of you have gone up on a Saturday or a holiday break to rearrange your whole classroom because something isn't working out in your, in your room? Again, we get so excited about setting up our classroom that we focus on getting all the boxes unloaded and put away that you miss the opportunity to really think through how the flow is going to work in your classroom. That's why summer is such a great time to really map out your routines, map out your structures, figure out how you want to lay out your classroom so that kids can move about between stations and between the library and their desk. You really want to think through all of those routines, how your kids are going to line up in the classroom. You want to think through all of that now before you go in and set up your classroom so that way you're not trying to figure it out whenever you are back in the classroom, trying to get it all situated right before meet the teacher night, right before all the kids come back. You really just want to make sure that you're setting it up in the most intentional way first so that you hopefully aren't having to rearrange mid-year. We talk all about this, how to set up your classroom management, your routines, your structures, all that we talk about in the Organized Teacher Framework, which is opening up in just a few weeks. If you want to get in on that and get that plan in place, so that way when you do walk into your classroom at the start of the new school year, you have a guidebook, a plan book of exactly what you need to do and what you need to focus on when setting up your classroom. All right, guys, I want to take just a quick second to tell you about a company that I am loving. This is going to be for all the ladies listening into the podcast today. I want to tell you about Cora, which is a feminine product company that I have used for the past couple of years, and I love them. They make goods for the body that are not only good for your body, but they're also good for the world. They offer organic tampons, pads, liners, body cloths, bladder liners, and cups that are made with the purest ingredients. They're free of harmful toxins. I try to be really mindful of what I put in my body, and feminine care products is something that I want to make sure I'm using the best possible products available. I love the core products so much that before we moved, I ordered a year's subscription of tampons. Yes, that's 12 months of tampons that I ordered that took up valuable moving space, which we did not have a lot of moving space when we moved over here, so that I could have them with me here in Germany. I not only love the product itself, but I love this company as a whole. With every core purchase, they give pads and health education to a girl in need. And any kind of give back model company, sign me up for it. I love knowing that the items I'm purchasing for myself are not only good for me, but they're also going to be good for the world. But here's the other great part. You can create a custom subscription based on your body's needs. You place your order, you set up your delivery frequency, and then you get great feminine products straight to your doorstep each month. 
You can get all the info plus 15% off your first order by heading to the simply slash Cora to check out the products that you need and to get signed up for your first order. All right, guys, back to the show. The number four thing that I see teachers making a mistake on is not creating intentional homes for things. If you've been around for any length of time, you've heard me talk about how important homes are. Homes are where your things live. You want everything in your classroom to have a home. That is a place where it goes with a label. Ideally, this would be an item in a box or a bin on a shelf in a cabinet. So it essentially has three homes, the box or the bin that it's in, the shelf that it's on, and then the cabinet that it's in. All of those things are themed. If you want to learn more about that, you can head to YouTube to see a quick tour of my classroom cabinets. I think it's like two or three minutes, but I walk you through all the cabinets in my classroom and how I theme them according to subject or items that are in there. So that way I know the homes of everything in my classroom. All right, let's talk about the fifth thing, neglecting the top three areas in your classroom. So I talked about this in episode number 57, the top three areas in your classroom to organize. Like if it's like my classroom is a complete disaster, I need to get it organized. Where do I even start? I talk about these three things. If the focus at the beginning of the year is on getting things up on the wall and getting your room decorated, then you miss out on all this time to get some key areas of your room set up. So the first uh, area that I talk about is of the three key areas is your teacher desk or your small group teaching table, that whole area of your classroom, which for me, and I think for a lot of us is the hub of our classroom. It's where I taught from when I was using my document camera. It's where I taught when I was teaching in small group. It's where I lesson plan and graded after school. It's in a really important part of the classroom and an area that I think you should have. I know that there is like two camps of thought on whether or not to have a teacher desk, but I think it's important. And I think it's an area that can tend to get kind of thrown to the back burner because there's so much other stuff. But I really believe that our teacher desk needs to be the hub of our classroom and things need to be organized there so that we can make the best use of our time whenever we are sitting down to finally work. The second area that you can tend to neglect is your paper workflow. I get asked this all the time. What do I do with all the papers? And the simple answer is that you need a workflow or you need some kind of system. I share how I did that on the blog and on episode number 19 of the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that and look at pictures, but you've also got to just figure out how it's going to work in your own classroom. I'm going to be leading a training on this at the Total Teacher Summit that is happening July 11th and 12th, as well as doing a mini training, mini course. I haven't totally decided about it later on in the year where I'm going to be walking you through how to create this workflow for yourself, but you've got to think through how are kids going to turn in papers? How are you going to get papers back to them? What are you going to do with papers when they come in from the office? This is something that is so crucial to think about. Another area that gets neglected sometimes is student materials. Again, think about things like how are you going to handle their materials? Are you going to do group or individual? How are you going to refurnish materials once those things are gone? Where are you going to store them so that there's easy access for the kids? These are all things that if we're, again, so focused on decorating the classroom and making it look cute that we neglect. There's a whole podcast, like I said, it's episode number 57. If you want to hop back a couple seasons and listen in, I give you some directions on how to organize each of those areas effectively. All right, guys, I'm getting on my soapbox a little bit. Number six, you try to set things up for perfection. I'm preaching to the choir here because there isn't a thing I don't do without trying to achieve perfection. It's a fatal flaw of mine, but also really important part of the success I have in helping teachers organize their classroom. But we think that everything needs to be perfect for the first day of school, right? 
But sometimes done is better than perfect. This is like my mantra these days. And I'm good with that. Except I do sometimes think people think of that like done better than perfect as that means I'm going to make my classroom look super cute and cozy and whatever doesn't have a home or get handled before the first day of school is just going to be thrown into a cabinet. And that is where we end up with the issue come mid-November and nothing in your classroom is working. You're having to go up and rearrange things. You're having to figure out new systems for things. If you are going to strive for perfection, I would rather you do it with getting your organization and your routines in place and worrying about the decorating when it comes later. And then finally, the number seven thing that I see teachers doing, and here I'm really getting on my soapbox, and that is focusing on cute over purpose. We get so wound up in getting that Pinterest perfect classroom that we know we're never going to reach, yet we continuously strive for it, which side note, in two episodes, I'm going to be talking about this very thing, Pinterest classrooms. But we get so focused on that that we neglect some really important things like bulletin boards are over-decorated, and then you can't focus, the kids can't focus, there's just too much going on. We're using fonts that are so cute for us, but the students can't actually read them. We try to have everything match and go so well together, but we end up with polka dots or stripes all over the place that can overstimulate our kids and then even ourselves sometimes. Real story, my first year, I had multiple different patterned borders around my room, and sometimes they were bumping right up to each other. I remember another year, even after I had toned down my borders a little bit, going to my partner teacher and telling him, I have got to clear the clutter in my classroom. I just need to breathe. It feels like there's too much on the walls. There's too much going on in my classroom. I need it gone. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by your classroom or just teaching in general, try clearing the walls and clearing the clutter and just see how much lighter it feels in your classroom. I would go so far to even say if you are having some behavior issues in your classroom with a lot of off-test behavior or a lot of um, just like constant moving and needing things and constant getting up and, and get going around, try clearing your classroom out a bit and making your classroom feel a little bit lighter and see if that doesn't help your behavior get a little bit lighter too. There you have it. Seven mistakes that you should avoid when it comes to setting up your classroom this year. Here's a quick recap of what we talked about. Number one, starting with decorating first. Don't do that. Number two, bouncing from thing to thing. Remember, set timers. Number three, forgetting about management and routines when setting up. So remember, go through all those steps that you need, your time management and self-care, your classroom management, your organizing, and then your decorating. Number four, not giving things intentional homes. Number five, neglecting those top three areas, teacher desk, paperwork, clothes, student materials. Number six, setting things up for perfection instead of just done is better than perfect. And then number seven, focusing on cute over purpose. Of course, all things considered, everything that we just talked about, who knows what this year is going to look like. Maybe this is all going to go out the window, but I still really think it's important that no matter what you're doing, no matter what your classroom is going to look like this upcoming year, whether it's on the computer, whether it's in person and just really social distance, I don't know what your situation is going to be like, but You've got to set up your classroom, whether it's a physical classroom or a virtual classroom in an organized way. You've got to have your routines and your structures in place by the time the kids walk in. You do that and you're going to have such a better year. Hey, make sure though, if you want to join the Master Your Classroom in 2020 workshop that I'm hosting in a couple weeks, we're going to be talking about things that you can do to make sure you're as prepared as possible for this upcoming year. 
you can get all the info for that and sign up for it by just heading to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash workshop. All the information is going to be there. I would love to have you. We're going to talk about getting ready for the school year, especially in light of coronavirus and what that's going to kind of look like as we go into the start of a school year, not really knowing what to expect. So I'd love to have you join me again at simplyorganizedteacher.com slash workshop. If you have a chance to leave a rating and review, I would really appreciate it. I get DMs and emails all the time thanking me for the podcast and telling me how helpful it is. And I'm so grateful for those messages. Really, I am. Please keep sending them because they always seem to come at a time when I need some encouragement or a reminder that what I'm doing is important. But if you can, I would also really appreciate it if you would copy and paste that message right on over to iTunes so that other teachers can see what you think of the show. All right, you guys, y'all have a great week. I will see you back here next week to talk more classroom setup and all the components that you need to create your very own organized classroom. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you, so come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.